The last thing we were discussing was uh, two Hatserot that were open to another, where one is ten tefachim taller than the other, but not with the regular partition, maybe an, uh, an area elevated. And then we ended off with the question of Rav Hoshaya, where people who come to Hatserot on Shabbat are they Oser? And we explained the case was, Two Hatserot, they didn't Ayruv, they were allowed to carry Ayruv Shabbat, and the wall fell down on Shabbat. What would be the Halakha? Rav Hasda wanted to prove it, they were, they were not allowed to carry anymore. Rabbah said they're allowed to carry because we have to be talking about a case where it fell down Ayruv Shabbat because once it's Mutar, it's Mutar. And Abaye proved it. And with that, we are starting Tzadik Gimel Amud Bet. Three lines from the bottom, and the last word on the line which says Itmar, it was said. Kotel Shebench Te Hatserot. You have a wall between two Hatserot. Shenafal. And fell on Shabbat, and all of a sudden now they're open to one another. Rav Amar, En Metaltelim Arba Amot. Rav said you're only allowed to carry in that area four Amot. He doesn't hold up the concept that on Shabbat, once it's Mutar, it's Mutar. And the Rav again with his shita that we halachas like Rabbi Shimon that all the Hatzirot are one reshut when they didn't do na'iruv each iruv, uh, each uh, group on its own but once they did na'iruv now it's asur to carry from one Hatzirot to the other. We're talking about obviously kelim that were there from uh, Ben Ashmashot. So Rav only allows four amot ushmuel amar things that were in the house me of Shabbat. Each one goes up until wherever that mechitza was and not across the line. But again, remember, Shmuel holds that if things were in the Hatser over, uh, over that Beneshmashot time, they were Konishvita and the Hatser, you're allowed to carry from one to the other. Now, the Gemara explains, Rab's words weren't uh, specific. They were said in regards to something else, and we learned it. Uh, uh, we compared it to this case. Rav and Shmuel were sitting together in a Hatser. And the wall between two Hatserot fell down. Shmuel said to build the Hatser, Shekolu Glima Negiduba. Take a talit or something, a drape or something, and hang it over there in that area. This way you could have a mechitza and no one would cross from one hatzah to the other. Rav turned his face away. He was not happy with the fact that they, they were hanging it up over there. He obviously felt he not let it carry in the entire hatzah. And the Rishban Nidvah said he wasn't happy because he felt they were making like an ohel on Shabbat by hanging that uh, talit up as a mechitza. Either way, when Shmuel saw that Rav turned his face, Amalehu, he told Shmuel told them, Amalehu Shmuel, Ikapid Aba, if Rav is makpid, shekolu bekitruba, take off his belt and use it to hang the the, the talit that uh, separates. Meaning, this is the halacha. I don't know why he's not happy. Now the Gemara asks for the Shmuel, Amaliha. According to Shmuel, why do you need to put up that mechitza? Each one can carry up until where the mechitza used to be. You don't need to hang up anything. And the Ritba pushes the question a little bit further. He says, maybe Shmuel was trying to put up this mechitza so it can be kosher according to Rav. Then it becomes a mechitza that allows you to carry on Shabbat. And that's for sure Asura on Shabbat. 
So Shmuel, what are you doing exactly with this machitza? Either you're matir, matir all the way, and if you're going to be osir, be osir like Rav. What's this, uh, put up this uh, talit business on Shabbat? So the Gemara explains, no, Shmuel, it was only just so that people don't see what's going on. He never did it really as a machitza. Okay, so now the Gemara says, Rav, what's this turning your face, not happy? Not, uh, just tell him, I'm not happy with the halakha. Tell him that you're doing something asur. The answer is, It was the place of Shmuel. And we know that when you're in a rabbi's town, you have to follow the rabbi of the town. So if that's the case, So why did he turn his face away? And the answer is very simple. So they don't say that he held like Shmuel. He didn't want people to think that he's in agreement that you're allowed to carry up until the Mechitza. He holds it's totally asur. The Mishnah, You have a Hatser, and one of the walls completely opened, it, it fell down on Shabbat, and now it's open to Rashut Rabim. Either the entire wall fell, or and, uh, a mot fell, whatever the case may be. Anyone who takes from any Rashut and brings it into that Hatser, or bring out from that Hatser, your Hayav, it's like taking off from any reshut reshut according to the Yizer. But Hachamim Omrim all depends. Mitocha reshut Rabim or reshut Rabim letocha yepatur. Why? Because mipneshi karmelit. It becomes a karmelit, and meaning it's only asur midrabanan. And she says same idea with reshut yachid to this hatzer. It's also patur aval asur, meaning it's only an issue derabanan. So now the Gemara wants to ask a question according to Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Eliezer, Mishum denifretza deshut arabim, haviyala reshut arabim. You're saying, uh, you're said in the Mishnah that a person who brings from it reshut ahid or vice versa, ahid ahid, meaning you're saying it be, this hatzer that now has a uh, wall or wall that was knocked down, now it's open to reshut arabim, it became a reshut arabim? At the end of the day, people own it. It's a, it's private property. How could you call it Rashut Rabim? The Gemara says, "In yes, Rabbi Eliezer holds it became Rashut Rabim. Why? Rabbi Eliezer the Tamei he goes according to his shita. The Tanya we learned in the Brayta. Rabbi Uda Omer Mishum Rabbi Eliezer Rabim Shebareru Derech Leatzman." And the public who chose an air, a pathway for themselves in a, pres, in a private person's property without even without his permission, whatever they chose, they chose. I mean, he can't stop them from coming there anymore. Meaning just the fact that they're going over there, and now it's like as if they bought it. And the same idea over here. Once that wall fell, and now and it's right next to Rashut Arabim, it becomes part of the, the Rabim's property, and they're allowed to walk there, and therefore it has all the halachot of Rashut Arabim. And you're going to tell me it has walls, so the Ritva explains it's like Hore Rashut Arabim, it's like the holes in Rashut Arabim, which is still considered part of Rashut Arabim. Therefore, if you take it from Rashut Arabim to this area, it's considered Rashut Arabim in Yahayab. The Gemara says, Ini, is that true? Could you really say that that just by public use it became a Shut Arabim? It's a Hatser after all. We're talking about a situation that's been going on for years. For decades, people have used uh, this uh, this person's yard as a shortcut. 
It's been going on like this for years. You can't come and stop them all of a sudden. But uh, if all of a sudden they decide uh, tomorrow morning to now use his uh, area as a shortcut, he could stop it right away. And this wall also, it just fell down today. And uh, they can't just come and call it a shooter abim. And if you want to tell me, Hachanami over here also, meaning we can't tell where the, where the wall used to be. And we don't know where the people used to walk. And the people of Rishut Rabim are going to the Hatser and they're arguing where exactly this derech was. And Rebili Ezer holds that Dafka, uh, that the derech, only that uh, pathway was is considered Rishut Rabim. The Hamar Bihanna Admikom Hitza Mahloket. The Mahloket is between Hachamim and Rebili Ezer until where is considered Rishut Rabim. Hachamim hold up until the Mahitza. And Rabbi Ezer holds the entire place is, uh, is considered a Shuta Rabim. Meaning, even in a case where they lost the path, even over there, Rabbi Ezer holds that entire area is a Shuta Rabim. So again, now the question goes back, according to Rabbi Ezer, why is it that the entire area all of a sudden becomes a Shuta Rabim? So the Gemara explains, No, you could say that. Rabbi Hanina, what he was saying is that the Mahloket itself is over the place of the Mahitza. That according to Rabbi is the place where the Mahitza used to be is considered a Shuta Rabim. And according to Hachamim, the area of where the Mahitza, where the wall used to be, is considered a Shuta Yahid. Or you could answer something else that we know exactly where the wall used to be. And the, and the question here is why isn't the Deen like Tidar Shuta Rabim? Let it be considered like the sides of Rishut Rabim. We'll say that they're arguing in the concept of what's the sides of Rishut Rabim. What are they called? It's like Rishut Rabim, since people sometimes use it from the Rishut Rabim. No, they belong to the Yahid. If the Rabim use it sometimes, that's their issue, but it really belongs to the Yahid. And the idea, what is Tzidah Rishut Rabim? Right by uh, the, the walls between uh, between Rishut Yahid and Rishut Rabim, people would put like the uh, rocks or things sticking out or pieces of wood sticking out. This way, uh, wagons and people don't scratch up the wall. They don't uh, push down the wall. Uh, so that's called Tzidah Rishut Rabim. It's not really meant for anyone's use, but, uh, but uh, you know, the Rabim use it sometimes. So I ask, okay, so why don't you have the same machloket, but in general, argue about uh, about and say, Rabbi Eliezer says this, Hachamim say this. Why do you have to bring up this machloket where the wall fell down? So I'm going to explain, if we argue about the, the general topic of we would have said, where do we argue that's when there's like rocks and, and stones sticking out of the wall so people don't uh, uh, scratch up the wall no one really uses it okay but when there's nothing sticking out and you could you know you could use that area maybe they'll agree with Rabbi Eliezer and they'll say hey it's Rishut Rabim and they hold it's Rishut Yahid but now the Gemara has a question how could you tell me that we're arguing about the place where the wall used to be? It's from the inside of it, meaning we're talking about the Hatser. 
Sounds like Rabbi Eliezer wants to say the entire Hatzir is a Shuta Rabim, not just the wall area. So the Gemara explains, no, really from Rabbi Eliezer, he's only talking about the wall itself. Since Hachamim want to say that the, from the inside of it to the outside of it is considered a Karmelit, so he also used the words mitocha, but he really just meant the mechitza. The rabbanan. So why did they say the word mitocha? Why, why did they try to say mitocha? The shuta yachid. What were they trying to say? Amar bili aizet sidera shuta rabim umahadru lehu inu mitocha. Bili aizet is talking about sidera shuta rabim, the wall that fell down. Uh, he's not talking about the entire hatzer, and you guys are telling you guys are answering him back about the entire hatzer mitocha. What's going on here? What's the back and forth? I think my answer is yes, even though Rabbi Lazar was talking about the wall in itself, or just Sidir Shut Rabim, we're going to answer about the entire Haser and Hachi Kamel. And this is what Hachamim are telling him. Hachi Kamel de Rabbanan Rabbi Lazar. Miloka Moditlan, don't you agree with us? Don't you agree don't you agree with us that if you carry from it Rashut Rabim or vice versa, your patur? Why? Because it's a Karmelit. So, so you have to say the same thing with And if you carry back and forth, it should be like a Karmelit and it should be Patur. says, no, you can't bring a proof from the Hatser to Hatser, nobody carries there. It's not a public property. But it's meant for the public to be in that area. So, it's considered a shoot arabim. Okay, the next Mishnah. Hatser shenifretza le shoot arabim. Hatser that was open in the middle of Shabbat, the walls fell down to the shoot arabim. You have the Masorat Shas and the Reef that are not coarse le shoot arabim. And Tosfot also just means it fell in general. It could even be to another Hatser or my voice. So I don't know about the word le shoot arabim here. But either way, we'll read it as is. Hatser shenifretza le shoot arabim mishter rochotea. Uh, you have a yard, uh, two walls fell on Shabbat, or house, two walls fell, or you have a mavoy, all of a sudden someone took down the beams, the, the everything, or they took down the posts, you're allowed to carry on that, during that Shabbat, for the rest of the Shabbat, but you're not allowed next week, you have next week, you gotta fix it. Once it's mutar, mutar forever. But if it's a sur next Shabbat, a sur in Shabbat, it's a sur for this week. Now the Gemara asks, What are we talking about? It says a house or or hatzed that the wall was open on both sides. What are we talking about? If you want to tell me that there's a hole in that wall exactly 10 amot or less, who cares if it's only on one side? How? Because he's going to call it an opening, like a regular doorway. If, even if it's open ten amot on each side, we could also call it a doorway and it should be mutat to carry. It has to be more than ten amot. If that's the case, then even one side, even if it's open more than ten, it should be a sort to carry. So why do you have to say if it's open from both sides? So Amarav, Ne'olam, Be'aisa, we're talking, it was open, Tan Amot. And the problem is, A car came and smashed the corner of the house, and we can't call that an opening. Why? Because no one makes an opening to a house in the corner. 
Therefore, we're not going to call it a door. We're going to call it something that uh, a pirza, something that's been busted open, and that's a problem. Now, in the Mishnah, we learned vechen bayit shenifatz mishnein chotav, a house that's been busted open from uh, both sides. Again, what's the difference between uh, in halachically between that and a house that's been open on one side? So he said, when it's with one, uh, when it's with uh, one side, when it's been busted open on one side, we say that the that the roof magically comes down and makes a partition. So then again, so from both sides, we should also say that uh, the wall, the ceiling comes down and it makes an uh, imaginary wall. So the Gemara explains, so they said in the in the yeshiva of Rav in the name of Rav, zavit. No, we're talking about a case where it's been busted open at the corner of the house, and it's a slanty roof like what we have today, not like what they had back then. In a corner slanty roof, we don't say that uh, that the that the ceiling imaginary comes down and makes a wall because it's not called pitikra. It's not called the mouth. It's it, uh, it, we only say in a straight roof, uh, it's called the mouth. And only in a straight mouth we could say the imaginary comes down. Shmuel Amar and Shmuel says our Mishnah is talking about a filu Even if it's been busted open more than ten amot, and if you want to know so if that's the case, you should apply the same rule even if it's been busted open on one side. So the Gemara answers no. The reason that we need it from both sides, we're talking about mishumbait uh, for the, the halacha regarding a house that's been busted open from both sides. Meaning, on one side we say that the roof comes down and it makes an imaginary wall, even when it's bigger than ten amot. Therefore, we have to say from both sides. So now the Gemara asks, Okay, so the same question we could ask on a house. Why in a house, on what, if it's been busted open on one side, we say that the ceiling imaginary comes down. We should say the same uh, rule when it on both sides. And the house should be, uh, you're able to get carried in the house. And another question. This whole concept of the roof or the ceiling imaginary coming down and making a wall. Does Shmuel really have this uh, concept? Hi, Tamar. We learned about Achsadra, an area with uh, four poles with just a roof on top, no no walls. If you have that Achsadra in a valley, open area, Rav allows you to carry in under that entire gazebo area because he holds that the ceiling comes down on each side and makes a wall. You can only carry four amot in that area. And you see that Shmuel doesn't hold. So my answer is, that's not a question. When does Shmuel not have when you don't have four walls? Right, when you have nothing, right? You have nothing, then okay, then Shmuel gets upset and says, I don't hold this entire Pitikra, I don't hold this Pitikra Yored Visotem business. However, Aval Bishalosh, if you have one good wall and you just need three Pitikra Yored Visotem, Itle, maybe you'll have it. So the man says, Okay, fine, Mikol Makom, Kasha, we still go back to the same question. What's the difference between one, uh, between the Hatser or a house that's been open on one side or on two sides? 
Why don't we say piti kravirad v'sotem? Again, according to Shmuel, it should work. So like my answer is kedamre be rav mishemed rav. It's like they say in the yeshiva of rav in the name of rav. We're talking about a house kegon shenifrats bekeren zavit has been busted open at the corner bekeruyob alachson and it's a slanty roof. Hachanami so, over here also. What's our mishnah talking about kegon shenifrats bekeren zavit? It's been busted open at the corner. Five amot to the right, five amot to the left. Vekiruyo be'arba. But also, it went in four tefahim. It should really be arba'a. Meaning, uh, let's say uh, it busted open five amot, but also uh, it went in four tefahim deep into the house. Take a look at that picture in Rashi on the bottom left. Going from the top. So the top is the eastern wall. It goes down. It goes into the house four tefahim. Then there's an open area of five. Then um, by the by the north wall you have an area going into the roof into the house four tefahim. And then five uh, five uh, five amot also over there that is open. So you have a corner where five amot and five amot, but it's also four tefahim deep. And according to Shmuel, he's stuck with the problem because you have to say four times pitikra yored vesotem. You have to say with the four tefahim going in. You have to say with the five uh, amot going uh, towards the north. Then you have to say it uh, on the on the north side. You have to say it on five amot, and you have to say it again on the four. So you have to say it four times. He only agrees with three, but not four. So now we understand why the Mishnah had to say on two sides, because if it was from one side, the worst case it would be was uh, three walls, and Shmuel would agree with three walls. Okay, so now the Gemara asks Shmuel, why is Shmuel not hold that Rav that we're talking about? It was busted open at the corner because Alachson lo katane. It doesn't say anything about being busted open at the corner. It just says two walls. It didn't say corner. So why didn't Rav hold like Shmuel? Because now it just becomes like a regular Achsadra, an area that is uh, open with uh, just a roof on top of it. And Rav anyways holds, you're allowed to carry in that area anyway, so there wouldn't have been any Hidush. Because we learned an Aqsadra in the valley, which is open area. Rav Amar Mutatel Bechula, you're allowed to carry everywhere. Ushmuel Amar and Mutatelin Ba'ella Arba Amot, you're only allowed to carry within four Amot. And the reason is Rav Amar Mutatel Bechula, because Amina Pit Ikarod Sotem, the ceiling imaginary comes down and shuts everything. Ushmuel Amar and Mutatelin Ba'ella Barba Amot, you're only allowed to carry four Amot. Lo Amina Pit Ikarod Sotem, I don't hold this concept. Rather, it's a Karmelit, and that's it. If the if the area is ten or less amot, no one's going to argue, and everyone's going to say that you're allowed to carry in the entire achsadra, even, right? Where's the mahlokit? Is when the opening in between each pole is more than ten amot. The idea is because if it's less than ten, then even without piti uh, you could always call it a doorway. But uh, if once it's more than ten. It's not a doorway, and the only heter you could come up with is piti krayored vesotem. And some say, if it's more than 10 amot between each pole, everyone will agree, Rav and Shmuel, that you're only allowed to carry four amot because we don't say piti krayored vesotem when it's that big. Keep lige, be'aisr, the machloket is with 10 or less. A destructed area, if, uh, what, what's left over there is a beam that is uh, laid flat and it's uh, four tefahim wide. 
We'll say the area is still considered closed off. Why? Because that beam that is four tefahim wide and it's laid it's laid flat over there. We'll say vesotem, and it's considered an area allowed to carry. Or virav nachman amar kora arba'a, or a uh, piece of wood, a beam that is four tefahim wide, which is on top of a well. Matir bemaim lets you carry in the water. Mani, who's that according to? According to the first shita, where they're not arguing when there's a ten amot or less opening, you could say you could say over here that uh, this uh, this beam is ten uh, ten amot uh, long, fortifahim wide, and everyone will agree, say that this works, right? But according to the one who said. And the second shita that uh, more than ten is a uh, everyone agrees is a problem, and ten is a machloket Rav and Shmuel. You have to say that Rav Yudan and Rav Nachman were both talking according to Kerav, because according to the shita, Shmuel would never say Piti Krayor Ed Besotem. We'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem Le'Olam. Amen. Ve'amen.